everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by The Tees. True to you. Beautiful, natural-looking color results. Honest formulations and packaging. Sounds too good to be real? It's real. I promise. It's TBH. True, beautiful, honest. With naturally derived ingredients, vegan and PETA approved and recycled packaging, this multi-dimensional permanent hair color works to elevate the hair's natural highs and lows. Shop TBH on Solanery.com, linked in the show notes. If you're a stylist who's looking for competitive pay plans, flexible schedules, ongoing education, and medical benefits, we have the perfect opportunity for you. JCPenney salons have all these benefits and more. With over 600 locations across the United States, there is no excuse for this not to be the next step in your professional career. Did we mention that they have one of the highest commission rates in the industry alongside a support system like no other? For a salon that you can call home, head to jobs.jcp.com or the link in the show notes to apply today. Some benefits applicable only for master stylists and eligible JCPenney salon associates. So over across the pond, as they say, Mm. (laughs) there's been a little something happening over there. And there was a coronation day for the king, the new king and the new queen. But in other news, let's talk about Kate Middleton's hair and makeup on that day. I was going to say the people that actually matter. Yes. Yes. The people that actually looked good Mm -hmm. and didn't look like they were approaching... Mm -hmm. I'll just say it, Depp's doorstep, they they look awful. I mean, <laughs> King Charles, we all know, reportedly quite unpopular. Mm-hmm. Lots of polling indicating as much. You know who's not having that same problem? Exactly who you just Kate Middleton. Kate and Wills. You know what? Yep. All right. Tell me about... I mean, it was everywhere all over the internets and the socials, <laughs> but Kate Middleton was spot on per usual. And I feel like maybe I'd want to even frame that side eye photo that was everywhere because what was she thinking? Hmm? <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, how many days was the, it? It seemed never ending. Far too many. Far too many for such a grumpy <laughs> old man. Just a, gr- a and and woman, right? They're both just the two of them grumpy together. Anyway curmudgeons on the crown just like getting that yeah that tough but yeah i mean kate middleton looked incredible so she did let's talk about it we're talking bold classic a little smoky winged eye makeup which was a little little more for her than usual yeah and the swept back braided bun framed by the glittering flower crown tiara hello yes i would have went if i would have been able to be adorned as such I mean, what was interesting to me, because yes, she looked incredible, um, as did most of her immediate family, Fair. Mm-hmm. was that this was supposed to be scaled back. Yeah. Given the sort of global financial situation, like, can you imagine Mm-mm, if we dialed it up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for her. Even in this instance, she looked incredible. Um, but yeah, I it, it leads me to wonder if the stakes were a little bit different. I mean, if we didn't have these worries. Uh, but I guess we just have to wait a few more years for her day. Yeah, I was going to say a minute or a couple years, depending on where they are on said doorstep. Yeah. Um, to see if she, you know, turns it up for her own husband's coronation. Yeah. And she'll be the queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this all works. I think so. I mean, if if Camilla gets to be the queen, right? I can't imagine. Come on, someone who's actually popular. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like look. Yeah, they want her to be the queen. Yeah, they do. I know nothing about the monarchy. You know, and like the last thing I'm going to say, 
I text <laughs> a colleague of mine who is hyper invested in all things royal. Mm, yes, yes. And my only comment was, I'm just so mad that Camilla is queen. That was my sentiment. I think you and millions of others, Mm-mm. myself included, I'm right <laughs> there with you. Uh, it is, it's a lot to ask to to care about those two. Indeed. So anyway, also Harry was there too, but we that could be a whole episode, right? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's focus on our episode, shall we? Last week, we talked with Katie Alm. Katie is a hairstylist, Joyco artistic educator, and Olivia Garden brand ambassador. Katie recently closed her sixth chair salon and fell in love with the salon suite lifestyle. She travels with their hair color company, doing training, photo shoots, salon education, and so much more. She also loves filming silly content for her TikTok, check her out, and specializes in lived-in creative color. She says she's just a girl who loves her job and all things beauty. And I shall say the same about myself. Hmm. (laughs) Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions. Volume up at thetees.com. This week, we're talking with Justice Jackson. Justice is a natural hair content creator that makes tutorial-styled videos and Afro art. She's been creating content for four years now, with 184,000 followers on Instagram and 1.9 million on TikTok. Justice is in the process of establishing her own brand, which we talk about on the podcast app. You guys are not going to want to miss this, uh, especially as she talks about the process behind coming up with some of these looks. So speaking of royalty... There's also a show on the flicks Mm. that has come out and it is called Queen Charlotte. Have you watched Queen Charlotte? I've not seen a single episode. Okay. However, and we'll still get into Mm -hmm. it. Not unlike the actual British monarchy, (laughs) I'm unable to escape the coverage. Um, So I know all about how Shondaland, uh, which was producing, I guess, the whatever, the first two Bridgertons. Bridgerton, of course. But but Shonda Rhimes herself apparently wasn't as hands-on in those as she is in this. Mm -hmm. And that is a big thing that the media machine would love me to understand. And so I've heard that a lot. Um, but tell me more, Kelly. What's up? So here's the deal. The Queen Charlotte star, India Armentifio, talks about her character's reimagined natural hair. Mm. And this show is actually doing it right, right? Yeah. I mean, we've said it on this podcast. There's a another big show for another streamer mm-hmm. about some dragons, we'll just say, uh, <laughs> that didn't necessarily get it right when it came to characters of color. And natural hair texture, specifically with wig and hair design. Whereas this show, I mean, it sounds like from every aspect, this was thought through. And so, yeah, just talk talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah. So she's saying that her hair is very similar to how she has it in the actual show, noting that she wore a wig even similar to her own natural curls, Mm. which I love so much. I mean, the origin of her character is that it's the young Queen Charlotte, right? So... What's cool about it is she noted like having her hair exist in her natural kind of way and to be accepted and fully loved by someone else um, within the show and not having to confine to traditional beauty standards uh, was a cherry on top of her playing this role. Yeah, I feel like I might actually have to watch it maybe just for the hair design. Um, it's unreal. Yeah. We need to find the stylist, the head stylist that is uh, responsible for this and have said stylist on the pod. Stay tuned. Well done. (laughs) 
All right, let's talk about things that are trending on our site. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, looking into trends, and diving into brands that you don't know but probably should. Mm. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up, Haley Williams and Brian O'Connor's Good Die Young is now at Ulta Beauty. It's a great time to be an Ulta shopper. As of this week, Good Die Young, the ultra-cool vivid hair dye brand that was founded by Paramore lead singer Haley Williams and her longtime hairstylist Brian O'Connor, has officially hit the beauty retailer's shelves, both in-store and online. If you've been hoping to treat yourself or your clients to some of Good Die Young's incredible vegan and cruelty-free dyes, consider this your sign to take the plunge and put all of those ultimate rewards to good use. Not sure where to start? From the brand's best-selling Lightning Kick, to their cult favorite semi-perm shades and dye-posit hues that color lovers can't get enough of, Good Dye Young's full product lineup will be available to shop at all Ulta Beauty locations nationwide and, as we said, online. All of their offerings will be falling under Ulta's conscious beauty category as well. Head to thetees.com to learn more. Kelly, we've just established they make this easy. There's lightning kits. Yep. There's deposits. Mm-hmm. Semi-perm color. Mm-hmm. Do we see a vivid shade in your future? You know, I don't know if if there's a brand that could convince me. I mean, Good Die Young is shaking it up, right? Mm-hmm. In this category. And we haven't seen a lot of shake up in many years from the original OD back in the day with the Vivid. So I personally love the looks. I love that there are beginner-friendly starter kits. So mm-hmm. if I did want to embrace on that journey, this is where I would head. Got to tell you. Yeah, I'm just all about the branding, truthfully. It's amazing. So I'm excited. I might, I might oh. change it up for summer. We'll see. We'll see. I would love that for you. Mm-hmm. I would, I would do. It's I think it's time. Um, all right. We actually talked about this very look on our last podcast. This mm-hmm. was one of your top met picks. Um, and we actually have a how-to. The article is called Here's How Hairstylist Danielle Priano styled Cara Delavine's off-white shag for the 2023 Met Gala. Last week, we went through some of our favorite looks, but this week we're diving in how to get that look. Cara Delevingne's silvery shag definitely took the crown for the most dazzling look for the evening, with Delevingne serving as the guest of honor for Lagerfeld's eponymous label at the gala. Special planning went to creating this show-stopping look. Uh, it was a wig moment, mm-hmm. surprising, I think, no one. According to our hairstylist, this was to pay homage to Carl. Um, head to thetikis.com to get that breakdown. Kelly, mm-hmm. as established, this was one of your tops. It was. If you were to add a wig to cart, is this something that we would share with our hairstylist? And would we see this maybe in the future mm. for a gala or something? I think this could be added to said cart because wouldn't you just have a moment if you saw me enter the room? I'd fall out of my chair. With this? I'd fall out of my chair. I think you could actually pull it off, though. Hmm. I mean, it seemed it's pretty detailed in terms of how we care for the hair before applying the wig. Indeed. You know, the wig, uh, you'd have to make sure that your stylist could could do it. Yes, but fair. But I'd like to see it. Okay. Well, you never know what I could come up with. Let's just put it there. You heard it. You heard it here, y'all. Um, this might be something that we just add to your cart and have appear on your doorstep one day. Um, okay. And next up, we've got everything that you need to know about Ulta Beauty's gorgeous hair event, including the best deals. Mm-hmm. Make room in your kits and clear out your styling station, salon pros. Ulta Beauty's gorgeous hair event is just around the corner. And we've got a feeling that you're going to want to hear these things and snag some of these amazing deals. Mm-hmm. For the unfamiliar, this three-week long sale offers a whopping 50% off of the beauty retailer's best-selling hair products. We're talking about several of your favorite brands, including Bumble & Bumble, Nature Lab, Tokyo, 
sexy hair, wet brush, Andrew Fitzsimmons hair, and so many more mm -hmm. that are up for grabs during this incredible event. Head to the tease.com to see all of our picks that we would be adding to cart if we were you, um, which leads me to the question. Yes. Um, what are you shopping? You know, I just for the name alone, the Andrew Fitzsimmons discreet AF dry shampoo. Mm. I want to find out just how discreet it is in my dark hair. Okay. Because that's a challenge if ever I've heard one. <laughs> Careful, Andrew. Does it leave a cast of white of a little bit of, you know, or is it discreet? So I'm stocking up on that. I'm going to give it a whirl. I've also been toying with the idea of, do I need a new curling iron? I feel like it's not curling as tight as I want. And so mm. maybe I'll just venture over into a hot tool curling iron. You never know what the world can bring. Well, I'm all about it. If you do add some things, purchase, let us know about it. Um, and if you're out there and you take advantage of this sale, tell us what you're buying at home. Please do. We want to hear. As always, so much going on at Tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We're proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, Jeff's conversation with Justice Jackson, a natural hair content creator that makes tutorial style videos and Afro art. Let's go. Justice Jackson is a natural hair content creator that makes tutorial style videos and Afro art. She's been creating content for four years now with 184,000 followers on Instagram and 1.9 million on TikTok. Justice is currently in the process of establishing her own brand. Today, I am joined by Justice. You maybe know her as Big Headed Justice um, on all of the socials. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. It's good. Thank you. Ah, we love this. All right. So Justice, if you wouldn't mind, tell us how you got into beauty content creation. The reason I got into it mainly was because I was always obsessed with knowing more about my hair. That was the main thing, like the main thing that I revolved my life around since like middle school. Mm. So originally I first started posting art videos on TikTok back in 2019 and then eventually I tried out hair one day and the video did pretty well for such a small account. So I just continued doing it since that was more so my passion than art. Wow. Um, and what a following you have amassed uh, since 2019. Um, you are known for, as we are seeing you uh, here on this podcast recording, um, your crown, this beautiful, incredible, um, large amount. Um, <laughs> um, what is what is it like in terms of maintenance for for your hair? I mean, are, what products are we using? It's it's so good, and I know that you do a lot of talk about this on your videos, but I, I'd love to to get a sneak peek behind the curtain. Yeah, so I do a lot to maintain it throughout the week, especially when I'm not creating videos. Um, typically, I use a leave me conditioner. I like the as I am leave me conditioner. That's the one I recommend to all of my followers. And I usually follow up with some kind of like oil if I can, which is typically the OGX weightless coconut oil spray. And I try to twist my hair at night to keep it from tangling. But sometimes I don't do that because I'm lazy and it takes about an hour. So <laughs> that's my main routine throughout the week to maintain all of it. Well, it is incredible. Um, and if you're not watching and you're listening, you'll just have to take my word for it or go to the show notes and see where justice is at, at Big Head Justice, basically everywhere. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk a little bit more about the content creation process. So you talked initially about how you were doing art and then you transitioned into hair. 
since you've been really full throttle on hair, what does the process of development for content look like? How do you think through what a video is going to be, what style you want to execute, what angles? Like, I just want to know everything. Oh, it's actually more like complicated of a process than some people would think, actually. Mm -hmm. um, typically, what I do is on Sundays or Mondays, I'll go through my comment sections, like the most recent, most popular videos that I've had that week. Mm -hmm. And I'll look at comments of people saying what they think I should do next for a video. And I'll usually take that into consideration for my next week of videos, just so that I'm giving people what they want. And I'm also doing what I want at the same time. Mm -hmm. Have you ever found that people want something that you're not interested in pursuing? Um, or is it mostly like people want what you want and therefore it all works out? There is a lot of things people ask me to do that I really don't want to do, which is probably the one that I get asked the most, which is straightening my hair. I'm not interested in straightening my hair anytime soon. Unless my hair is like at its peak health, I don't plan on straightening it anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was imagining that that was going to be the question. People seem to be obsessed with yeah. that very thing. Um, and I can imagine that that's frustrating. Um, and, you know, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. All right. Talk to us a little bit about some of these more viral looks. Um, so we're talking about specifically the Christmas tree situation, um, which was incredible. Loved it. Um, and there's been some logo work in your hair. I, I just like, how does this come into your mind? And then how are you executing this? So a lot of the ideas that I get is mainly, again, from my audience. Mm -hmm. They usually give me tips on what they think I should do. And for the looks like the Christmas tree afro, it was obviously seasonal. Yep. I wasn't going to do that in July. Sure. So <laughs> everyone kind of knew it was coming up since I have been doing seasonal looks all of like pretty much all of 2022. So everyone was like, you got to do a Christmas tree. Obviously, we know you're going to do a Christmas tree, do a Christmas tree. So <laughs> that's exactly you had to give them what, what they wanted. I got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I did. So the the more complicated the the ones that people don't really ask for are like the non seasonal looks, like the the Snapchat logo that I did, the Instagram logo, mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, I just decided to do that because it kind of seemed like a natural progression because I had done a sunset afro, and then everyone's like, "Oh, the sunset looks like Instagram." So I was like, "I guess we'll just do Instagram, and then I'll do Snapchat." Oh, I love that. Um, in terms of like the execution of such a look, how are, I mean, because you got it to a T. I mean, when we're talking about like the Snapchat logo and the Instagram, like it was so how I mean, mirrors are involved. Like, talk to me about this. Oh, yeah. So the Instagram and the Snapchat logo, those definitely I obviously had to do it on the Instagram one was on the front of my face. Mm -hmm. So I had a spray paint like hair paint thing. And I did the normal sunset and then I just sprayed the logo on the Instagram, which was actually, it was obviously the most easy because it was on the front. Yep. But when it came to the, the Snapchat one, um, most people know this, but the white Afros are wigs. They're, it's not my real hair. Um, I think that's pretty obvious, but to some people it's not. So I usually like to do the back. Obviously, I'm not going to make it harder on myself and right. do put it on a, all that yeah. <laughs> to the back. So I just took it off, put it on my wig stand and sprayed the back for the Snapchat logo. But for the Instagram one, I actually had it on my head so I could actually get the look correct. Amazing. Uh, talk to us about what's been your favorite look. I mean, we talked a lot about sort of what your audience is requesting and requiring of you, mm -hmm. but like what 
when you're reflecting on all of these transformations, are you most proud of where you're like, wow, that was cool. I, I love that. There's one that I really enjoyed, which was the Kirby Afro that I did. I spent, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, to be honest, but mm. when I finally did do it, I didn't think I was going to execute it properly. So when it came out looking like, cause I didn't even have to put the title on it and people knew what it was. So I was really proud that I got it that accurate. Mm. Uh, talk to us about another theme, which is hair growth. Um, TikTok, as, as you very well know, tends to be obsessed with things. And one of those things is hair growth. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that? What products have you used? Um, what do you advocate for your followers to maybe try or experiment with based on your own experience? I'd love to, to hear that. Oh, yeah, that's the main question I get all the time. <laughs> You're like, what are your secrets? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would love to say I had a secret, but I don't. But the main thing that I did that helped me grow up my hair as long as it is, is definitely keeping it in twists and braids and stuff. When I was like younger, like when I was like 16, I did a lot of box braids and twists as protective styles. Mm -hmm. And I don't do them as often because I have to create content, unfortunately. So <laughs> my hair is struggling like a little bit because I should be keeping it like moisturized and whatnot, but I can't really do that that often. Yeah. But I recommend everybody to do protective hairstyles as often as possible and to moisturize their hair every, to deep condition every week and to moisturize their hair every other day if they can, for sure. Mm. Oh, and you already gave us some gems in terms of product recs, but would you mind, we're product junkies on this podcast. Let's be very clear. People are obsessed with knowing what everybody else is using. So mm -hmm. to keep things hydrated, what would you recommend? What have you found success with? Recently, I've started using the Mish uh, leave-in conditioner, and I've really enjoyed that. They sent it to me, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. So I've been putting in a lot of videos. And another thing is the Mish uh, mousse that I really like. Mm -hmm. One product that I've always used, or a couple of products I've always used, is the African Pride pre-shampoo. I use that to detangle every single week. Mm -hmm. I always repurchase it. I have about five in my hair product shelf that I have. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like I have so many. And then the Shea Moisture Manuka Honey Deep Conditioner. I've been using that for probably about six years consistently. I mean, everybody take notes, um, rewind, <laughs> play it back. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, there's been some scandals on TikTok of late in terms of people, content creators, um, hawking things that are maybe not effective or mm -hmm. that ultimately they don't really believe in. Um, so you just mentioned, I mean, like you like things that have been sent to you. And as a result, you feature that in your content. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever received something from a brand where you're like, this is just garbage and I'm never, ever going to, I mean, talk to us about that process too. Yeah. There's definitely been a couple of products I've been sent where I was just like, this is, this isn't, gonna happen i'm sorry <laughs> like for example diva curl they sent me their entire line when they were just in the heat of their whole mm -hmm. thing going on about the the lawsuits and stuff that they had and i'm pretty sure it was like you know it was definitely a situational transaction because they knew they were getting some flack and i just heard about it so they had sent it to me when i had asked and i was like oh um and i use it on myself just maybe 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 it's different for me. Maybe I'm different. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wasn't different. <laughs> it didn't work very well for me <laughs> at all. It was not <laughs> very great. Yeah. 
Ooh, well, I don't love that for you, um, but I do appreciate the honesty and I know that our listeners will as well. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, you're not the only one to have had that experience with that line. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what are some other lessons that you've learned um, while doing all of this content creation work? Because you are on so many different platforms. I'm mm-hmm. sure some of it works for for some, but not all. Like, Talk to us about, you know, in reflecting on this career now that you've got for yourself, mm-hmm. what are some lessons that you've learned? Some lessons that I've learned is mainly to not entertain hate because I used to do that a lot. And especially with what I'm doing, all the crazy stuff I'm doing with my hair, not a lot of people like it. So some people think it's pointless and it's a waste of time. And then others think it's so amazing. And, you know, it's art, basically, which is what I'm trying to portray. But some people don't see it that way. And I've accepted that not everyone's going to like what I'm doing. So, Mm. yeah. For sure, that's one of the things that I had to learn the past four years. Um, And another thing is that sometimes videos only do well because the algorithm on that certain platform, because I repost and stuff like that. Some videos on TikTok will like get 30 million views. Yeah, skyrocket. And then on Instagram, we'll get like 10,000. I'm like, hmm. And I can't get discouraged about that because it did well on one platform. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not about the content necessarily. It's about maybe the day that you post it sometimes. Mm. That's a good insight. I think that people maybe do just get discouraged, as you said, by, you know, mm-hmm. the immediate. Um, and if it's like, oh, there's a big difference, then it's something that I've done. But yeah, you're right. Like, ultimately, we're not in control of who is seeing this content um, per se. Right. So, oh, good gems. Um, returning for a moment back to when we were talking about some of the wig work that you had done, mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you wish you could do more protective styles more often because you are working in the medium that is your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're working with wigs, how are you taking care of your natural hair? What are you prepping? Um, how are you doing it? What products are you using? Again, mm-hmm. product junkies are all over the place on this podcast. Um, with the wigs, I actually, that's when I noticed the most hair growth when I was using them for a couple of months straight. Obviously, I did do my real hair in between, like mm-hmm. having the wigs and such. But uh, mainly, I would create content with the wigs for about two weeks. And I would keep my hair in mini twists. And I would re-moisturize my hair every other day. And I would keep those in for about mm, two to four weeks at times. And then um, I would typically use a spray leave conditioner or a normal leave conditioner, like the As I Am leave conditioner, and then have some water on it too. Um, I think mainly I just use um, any leaving any spray leave conditioner that doesn't have is probably alcohol in it because a lot of them do nowadays. So those dry out my hair really bad. When I notice something's drying out my hair, I know it's, it has is probably alcohol <laughs> and I check and it always does. So I have to make sure it doesn't have that in there. But um, other than that, I use anything that's actually healthy for my hair and anything I have on me at the moment, but I prefer the, as I am conditioner. Mm, mm, amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that again. We're all product donkeys. We love to hear this. Um, people are going to be feverishly adding things to cart all over the place. Um, Okay, so, so much of what you're up to in terms of your own content features color. Um, And I want to talk to to you about this because you are developing your own line, um, which is available for pre-order. And we're going to plug it. Um, How how did you know um, that like color was going to be your niche? I kind of figured around 2020, I knew I was going to implement it a lot more. Um, I originally wasn't implementing it as much because it was so 
the other brands that I was using was were a tad bit drying mm-hmm. and I didn't know what ingredients were in there because like they didn't have it on the back. So when I would use it, I could only use it like maybe once every month before, like, you know, I just, I had to like, like <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. So when I did start using it more often as of 2022, my hair was getting extremely dried out mm. and I was like, this i can't keep going on like this like i don't want to have to use wigs in every single video with hair paint wax that's kind of whack so i think i'm gonna try to i want to have an option for me to use and for other people to use so i decided to have that option out for other people as well so i mean that makes total sense um and uh, i just but how did how did you get to the point of having your own line so i mean hair paint Mm -hmm. This does not happen out of nowhere. Right. Um, so like, how did you find partners? The color weight? Like, I, I want to know everything. Just lay it on us. How did you come up with the name? Like all of it. Oh, yeah, of course. That's um, the main thing that even like launched this whole idea. I knew that I wanted to sell hair paint wax uh, last year, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until I was approached by a team of people that could help me bring this all together that said that they want to help other influencers come up with their own brand and whatnot. And they helped me throughout the whole process, like the website, the product, finding the suppliers for certain things. Like they're helping me with the uh, shipping and whatnot. And they're just, they're an amazing group of people. They're really patient. And there's no way I would have done this as quickly as I would have without their help. So I'm really glad they came at the time that they did. Mm. Well, I love it. Uh, Talk to us about sort of, I mean, again, Afro artist, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think speaks to what we talked about at the very start of the podcast, which is you were doing content creation with art and now it's turned into hair art. And so like the naming makes sense. Mm -hmm. How did you land on the formulation, the colors? Like what was important to you in terms of making this brand come together? For me, the, the name I knew as I knew what I was going to call it as soon as I had the idea pop into my head. I knew it was going to be something with Afro and art. So I decided on, I was deciding on like Afro palette or something like that, like, like something art wise, but I decided Afro artists, like the AA made a lot more sense. So, um, and the people I was working with loved it as well. So we agreed on that. And when it came to the colors, we actually choosing out the colors was one of the more, I was trying really hard to think about what actually made sense. And I tried to have all the primary colors in there if I could. Um, But one color I am missing is yellow, which I have to like get that worked on really soon, hopefully. But um, so right now we only have brown, uh, blue, red, green, and white. Mm. And I'm really glad we got white because that's one color that everyone's trying to achieve. So at least we have that. So people don't have to damage their hair with like bleach to get a white color. They could just put that on if they can. Which is so important. I mean, I think that this is maybe not discussed enough within the wider hair industry, which is that (laughs) we can compromise hair's integrity by lightening in a way that is really detrimental. Um, And with a paint, as your line, um, mm-hmm. it can do exactly what you just said. You can lighten without harsh chemicals mm-hmm. um, and create the look that you're looking for without doing anything detrimental to your hair, which we love. Right. Um, and certainly people out there can experiment much more often if they've got 
you know, the option to wash out and try something else again. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So talk to us about, if you wouldn't mind, what retailing this product has been like. Um, It is one thing to sort of go through the development process. It is another thing entirely to get people interested in it and purchasing. So what are our distribution channels? Talk to us a little bit about that. The main thing that I'm doing right now, obviously, is or what I can do with my resources Mm -hmm. is through my social media, like following and the audience I already have, because they do trust me to a certain level, they will, they're more likely to buy from me. So I trust more so me pushing it out there for right now and getting the name out there first. And then eventually I do want to expand to something larger to where people can get it, where it's like right there in their face. But um, for right now, I've just been promoting on TikTok as much as I can on Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, as often as possible. So for others who are in your space of they're doing it independently, they're not necessarily interested in like a major distribution deal with other beauty suppliers at this moment. Um, what are some recos that you've got? Like, what are some lessons you've learned in terms of what works, what doesn't work, what what you've seen people interested in doing in terms of converting or not? Um, I recommend getting into you kind of have to know the people that you're marketing to and they have to already be in you. For me, it was a lot easier because I already had an audience that was interested in what I was already doing. So selling hair paint wasn't that far of a reach. Cause like, it would be different. I was selling hairbrushes or like, no, not hairbrushes, makeup brushes <laughs> to people that are only interested in hair. So formulating, like gathering an audience of like, before you sell a product could build that trust before you know, you're just like, oh, just buy my thing so that, you know, I can make money. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's pretty much the, I don't, because if I had done that, I don't think it would have, I would have as many orders as I'm having right now, for sure. Well, speak to us a little bit about that. I mean, you you mentioned like cultivating that audience um, is important, potentially. I and mean, other people have done it the other way around, which is maybe not advisable. Mm-hmm before launching a product to them, how do you keep your audience engaged with you? How do you keep them interested? I know you talked about looking into comments and sort of seeing what they're interested in and then building content around that. Um, But now that there's product in the mix, um, how do you respond to what they're wanting? How do you keep your eyes on the, you know, the combos and the fingers on the pulse of what they're, they're wanting from you? Right. The main thing that I try to do is anytime they have some kind of question when it regards to the hair paint, I try to give them an answer as soon as possible and maybe make it in the form of a video if I can so that it's interesting for the person that asked the question and for other people that maybe also have the same question. And I try to make all of my videos as interesting as possible (laughs) so that um, it doesn't just seem like I'm selling something. It's also fun for me because I've been doing this for so long, but, um, I don't want, I want it to be something people can also look at and just enjoy. And also something that people can be like, Oh, I want to do this too. Mm, mm, Love that. Um, all right. Well, before we get into our quick takes and we let you go, um, I want to make sure that you can plug yourself. So if you wouldn't mind justice, where, if people are not already following you, how can they follow you? How can they access Afro artist? Oh yeah, they can find Afro Artist at shopafroartist.com and they can also follow uh, our TikTok and Instagram, which I just created. Um, it's called Shop Afro Artist on Instagram and TikTok. 
And if you guys wanted to follow me, then um, I'm on Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and the name's Big Head Justice. Easy. We love that. All right. Let's roll into our quick takes. These are the questions that we ask of all of our guests. Don't want you to think about it for too long. Um, and we're just going to, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first ever product that you remember owning specific to beauty or hair? That thing that you were like, I've got to have this. You either asked somebody to get it for you or you saved up your coins and you got it for yourself. Probably a hair pick. I think that's the first tool I remember looking at it. I was really interested in the way that it looked and I just eventually learned how to use it. Mm, mm, Perfect. Uh, Are you superstitious? And if so, about what? I feel like I am. I believe in like the evil eye. (laughs) So I try to keep people that aren't, that don't have my best interest away from me as much as possible. I mean, solid tip for for everybody out there. Right. Um, Nobody wants that in their life. (laughs) Um, if there were a biopic about you, who would you want to play you? I would like either, um, if I could Zendaya or Storm Reed. (laughs) For sure. Dreamcasting. We love that. I'm, I want that for you. Um, and maybe it'll happen sometime soon. Oh yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, what do you consider to be the ultimate comfort food? The ultimate cup for food, my favorite food is definitely tomato soup. I really love tomato soup. (laughs) Okay. Some people think it's weird. I love it. No, I mean, honestly, we've heard basically everything under the sun, but I don't think that I've heard tomato soup. And I also enjoy tomato soup. So why not? Love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Last question that we've got. Say that you're on a deserted island and you can only bring three beauty slash hair products. What are you bringing? The caveat being... You don't have to worry about food, water, say like you're, you're good, but we just mm-hmm. want to know, like, what are the three things that you're like, I've got to have these things with me at all times. I would say a leave-in conditioner as I am leave-in conditioner for sure. My favorite and um, a hair pick or a comb, definitely probably a hair pick. <laughs> I can't have my hair getting all non-voluminous and um, probably sunscreen. I'm really into sunscreen lately. Makes sense. Amazing. All right, Justice, thank you so much for coming on the Volume Up podcast. It was a pleasure to learn about you and what you're up to. Um, I'm a big fan now. I got to get into, I, I say this to everybody, I don't do TikTok nearly enough and I really should. And you've convinced me that I need to actually give it another shot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> I know. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So that's quite a following on the talk and the gram. Am I right? Like, I like that. I like that she is also establishing her own brand. Like there's so much to unpack in that interview. Yeah. I I mean, it's so fun to see people that are starting by content creating, turning it into something else. Yeah. I mean, again, all kudos to her. She's doing the damn thing. Um, I don't know when she sleeps, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) The hustle is real. Mm -hmm. So. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease, and send in questions to Volume Up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to Josh Landowski and Nathan Folks for the custom Volume Up theme song, and thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.